Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Tight Beam. Uh, this is episode 10. We're recording it on May 25th, 2018. We are very excited because we have a very special guest that we will introduce in just a moment. My name is Eric. I am here with no, Lou. It's not you. Mm, yeah, sorry. we do a video call when we actually record the I show. I was last week. I was a special guest this week. Lou's face kind of lit up, and he's like, oh, wait, really, me? You know, yeah, but Lou, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Excellent. Glad to be back. All right. Shannon, how are you doing? I ask as she then drops out of the call. Okay. <laughs> Shannon is Couldn't at a remote better. location this week. I think she's back in the call now. Yeah. Yeah, she was enthused and, and now less so. That's okay. And we have Andrea. How are you doing? Pretty good. Just came back from watching Solo, so I'm kind of trying to separate Solo and the Expanse in my mind right now. Yeah, yeah, that, that can be a little bit tricky. Oh yeah, totally. Everything's the same, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's just the same stuff, different shots, you know. All right. Well, we do have a very special guest this week. We have Rob, a.k.a. Forlath Gray. Rob, how you doing? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, I really thanks, appreciate it. Thanks for being here. I have to say that like the half hour that we've been talking so far, <laughs> waiting for Andrea to get home from the movie theater, we should have just recorded that. That would have made it for a great podcast. Aww. That already was a lot of fun. No offense to Andrea, but I mean, Rob. <laughs> I'm never I thought fun. We were supposed to pretend that never happened. You guys are totally <laughs> removing the fourth wall, right? Yeah, well, it, it, it's all good. We, we try to be very meta like that. You know, it, it's a Deadpool thing. Deadpool's kind of my spirit animal, I guess. So you got to break <laughs> the fourth wall sometimes. Uh, now, Rob, you do a webcomic. Is that correct? Yes, I do. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, like I, I just told you five minutes ago. I know, but Eric, nobody I was mean, listening then. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Uh, I do a parody webcomic of The Expanse. Awesome. Awesome. Well, How long have you been doing it? Uh, since May of last year. Actually. Wow. Okay. So one year anniversary now. Yeah, about that. Excellent. What uh, is it called hey. and where can people find it? Uh, it's called The Reach. Um, it's... Uh, you can search the hashtag. You can search uh, Screaming Firehawks because they're pretty much all hashtag with Screaming Firehawks. Um, cool. It's, uh, it's on my Twitter feed, uh, For Lath Gray. Um, and you can find it on my uh, website, um, thedwm.com. All right. Now, your, your Twitter feed, since you mentioned it, um, and, and Shannon had uh, a bit of a clarification of this earlier. That's G-R-E-Y? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Shannon. Yes. You're off. Because I had typed it into the show notes, G-R-A-Y. So that's, that's an important distinction to make. So, um, all right. Now, before we go on, uh, we also got a little bit more information before we started recording. You have not yet read the books. Is that correct? No, and I don't intend to. I will wait until the show is well and truly completed before I start the books. In okay. all fairness, in all fairness, I saw the original um, Lord of the Rings movies. I'm talking like... Bakshi, right? We're talking the animated ones. Uh, yeah, I had no yeah. intention of ever reading the LOTR books after that. And then people, you know, told me I was a complete and total idiot. And I read the books <laughs> and they're fantastic. So I'm not going to say I'm never going to read um, the books, uh, the associated books. I'm okay. just saying I don't want any spoilers, right? I don't want yeah, anything no, to influence. That. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, every time I've tried to read The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings stuff, I, I, I get as far as when the dwarves start singing, and I can't take it. So I skip ahead a couple pages, and I'm like, the dwarves are still singing. 
And a couple more pages is like, holy crap, what is this a musical or what's going on? And then I, I just I give up. I've tried like six times to read those and just Wait, 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 wait. So you've never read The Hobbit and nope. you've never read The Lord of the Rings. Okay, guys. Well, it's been great talking to you. <laughs> wow. That's the key to getting rid of our guests. That's I, I need to write that down. No, he wow. was he what Tolkien was big into the 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 whole what I don't, I don't even know what to call it the Nordic Nordic epic tale right. um, tradition yeah um and and he incorporated a lot I mean okay I I don't mean to digress here and I'm no, certainly no, not an good. expert on the on the on the sources of uh, Tolkien's inspiration but yet I mean you just skim through those parts if you don't like it I know <laughs> picks up I know I know. I and people are already typing their hate mail to me right now. That's, I know, yeah. That's I can Eric, hear at randomchatter.com. Yeah, it's already in route. That's okay. Let's well, let's talk the expanse. Um there has uh, you know, last week we talked about the cancellation. There there's been a little bit of activity in the last uh, week or so. Uh I think did I think we mentioned last episode that someone had hired a plane with a banner to fly around Amazon's headquarters, Correct. telling them to save the expanse. It, and it was worked. a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's a very, I mean, even if it didn't work, the fact that the fans organized and did something like that is incredible. That's, mm. that's awesome. I love that's pretty that. Sweet. Um, now there's some other stuff here in the show notes. Shannon, why don't you cover some of this other stuff with the, uh, the save the expanse movement? Cause I was not aware of all of these. Yeah. So, um, we went a little more extra. Um, <laughs> a little more extra. Yes, that's that's uh, good. Two days ago, two days ago, um, they sent uh, one of those Luke Crate model Rossies into space. Wait a minute. Whoa, uh, whoa. Are you serious? The ones from Luke? I don't have one yet. So the one I well, could have gotten is now floating space. around. You can go get it. In yeah. <laughs> Lou, shut up. You can go get it. Okay. It's Shannon, up there go for to grab. Space you. Lou, I mean, I'm going to beat you up go later. Get it. Punk. Um, <laughs> another another thing was I didn't know about it until the cast and crew screening because um, a certain captain gave a speech and apparently people are sending coffee care packages to Amazon. Um, Wait, what? Do yeah. they know that Amazon is just going to turn around and sell those through their website? Like it's I mean that's <laughs> pure profit right for them, right? <laughs> if you write on them, they can't. Because then it's used. Oh, oh, that, oh, yeah, that's true. True. But yeah, so people are sending like coffee filters and things like that, little coffee things, and it, you know, cool. People are just doing fun, goofy things that remind me of like, you know, some other Save the X campaigns where they sent like goofy things, right? Peanuts um, and such. Liz in one of our in our other show and fan uh, fangirl confessionals talked about. Um, Roswell and they were sending like yeah. packs of uh, Tabasco sauce to networks. So, you know, it's, it's one of those old school things, but what I think is the coolest part of all this is that the um, petition is just over 10,000 signatures from the goal of 150,000 signatures. So if you haven't nice. signed it yet, go sign it because get your friends to sign it. We want to hit that 150,000 because that's pretty impressive for like a sci-fi show that is also not a political statement. Right. For a petition. And, and where can people go do that? Shannon? I can tweet the link. I can't read it. Okay. On, okay. Fair enough. 
Uh, you know, because there's a lot of dashes and numbers. So and, follow uh, the Chite Beam on Twitter, and Shannon will will tweet the link. And make sure you sign it. We will be checking. We we've checked through the first 137,000 signatures. We've only got a few more to go. We're going to check. And if you didn't sign it, we're going to find you're you in trouble. Our hit list. Exactly. We will space you. <laughs> you I'm are in trouble. You. Amos will beat you with a can of chicken. There oh, you go. Holden will smash you like a coffee machine. <laughs> oh, that could be bad. Naomi will probably let you go. She doesn't like violence. And and Alex is too busy. With his divorce. Sweet, he's whispering sweet nothings to his ship. Alex so will we'll take, take you somewhere else in the ship, like the, the galley or something, and just talk to you and, and try to hang out with you and change your mind. No, come on. He, he, he can be a badass, too. He can bring you up in a drive cone. Well, <laughs> true. You know? Get you out in you space just want to space up. people. In order for to have that happen, they have to get spaced first. Lou, well, enough with the spacing yeah, true, people. True. Uh, now, there was an uptick in the live viewers uh, for the second week in a row. I know it was down slightly from the first week, but it's still really strong. Right? It's up, I, I think I read like, uh, um, what, 12% over the last two weeks or 14%? Yep. And the plus three live numbers from mm -hmm. last week's episode came in. And total, there were over a million viewers of last week's episode. Nice. In those three days. Nice. So there's definitely been a huge increase. Um, so it's definitely picking up steam. I mean, it did better than the finale of Krypton, which aired right after the episode. So well, you know, that, that's not that saying show much. Renewed for season two. So um, it just goes yeah. to show you that there, it's changing very quickly. That's a lot more viewers for just two weeks. Right. That's a lot of people. So you know, I think what's impressive things are moving. is that it, it demonstrates how quickly the fans rallied and got this many numbers this quickly indicates that the fans are definitely paying attention. It's not like we had to go scrape the barrels and like walk up and down the streets of New York City and bribe people to get online to, you know, sign the petition or watch the show or something like that. I mean, the fans responded quickly, which does indicate that. You know, this is a big thing. Now, again, to be fair to sci-fi, they were kind of stuck in a position where they just weren't getting any of the royalties off the streaming. And I understand it's kind of a, a monetary thing for them. But apparently Jeff Bezos, the guy that runs Amazon, is also a fan of the show. At least that's the big rumor out there. And uh, Amazon apparently may be in talks to pick up The Expanse for season four. When I say maybe, I mean, we're, we're hearing that all over the place. Right. And I imagine if that were not the case, the Amazon would have probably like said, uh, no, we're releasing a press statement saying we're not picking it up. Like if, if that were the case, we probably would have heard something by now. So I'm assuming this rumor is true. Now we haven't heard anything yet as far as whether it's actually gotten picked up and that might take some time. There's a process for this. It's not going to be, you know, one of these things like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where it was picked up 30 hours later by the, the sister studio of right. the people already producing it. So, But keep watching. Keep, uh, you know, watch it the night it premieres if you can. If not, then at least within the first three days. And then watch the stream if you can as well. And, uh, you know, keep getting the word out. Sign the petition. Keep the momentum going. All right. So let's talk about Delta V, this most recent episode. 
And uh, I'm going to put our guest on the spot here. Rob, oh. what is your overall <laughs> impression of, of this episode? We've got a time jump of, you said, what, six months and seven days? Is that uh, right? 187 days, I'm yes. pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not going to do math. That that wasn't part of the deal here. So. <laughs> that, that was said in the, in the show. <laughs> I, but I, okay. 187 is six months and seven days. Right. So, yeah. So there I was we go. correct. I just we're all, we're all right. Everyone is right. We're okay, guys. So we're Rob, okay. Sierra back. <laughs> Rob, what did you think of, of this episode? Oh, come on. I loved it. How could you not love it? It was fantastic. Okay. Yeah. When they built the gate, I saw it. Again, I haven't read the books. Mm -hmm. Again, when that thing took off, built the gate. Uh, amazing. First thing that came to my mind was, of course, Stargate, right? Is, right. This, is this a throwback, sure. right? Is that what's going to start coming through there, right? Yeah. Um, loved it. Loved, uh, I loved the whole slingshot scene, uh, 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 not just scene, uh, the whole, that, the arc, whole that arc, that separate Toro, uh, story arc. Yeah. Love that. Um, the, the character development was fantastic. Again, like I said earlier, I was having trouble wrapping my round, my mind around that six month jump. Yeah. Why people were where they were, why people now looked the way they did, but no, I was, why people I was haven't totally gotten haircuts, digging it. You know, I was totally into it. <laughs> cool. All right. Anybody else want to chime in with their, just kind of their general impressions before we get into specifics? It was really good. It was. <laughs> it was. Well, it was. It was cool that they did this time jump and then they managed to cover so many different things. And again, we're not going to talk the books, but it's they they set up a lot of pieces for this, the second half of this season. Like they, they put a lot of pieces into place right out of the gate, which I think is good because to me, this indicates that between now and the end of season three, I mean, we're, we're really going to hit some good pacing and we're getting, I right. hopefully get a lot of re reveals. <laughs> the expanse has always been really good about delivering on what it promises and, and what it teases. A lot of shows are not. So I've, I've got a lot of hopes for this this season. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk earth and Avasarala and uh, what's been going on there. Shannon, you want to take the lead on this one? Sure. Um, so it was like a super short scene and it was, you know, her only shown appearance in the episode cause she was mentioned later, but it was a power scene. Um, we're back. She's back on earth. She looks like she has a better office and it sounds like, she has taken over the position of secretary general, which everybody knows she never wanted in the first place. So here we are. Um, right. She's, you know, it, showing some emotion in the, at the beginning of the scene, because, you know, at this point, everyone is terrified because there is a flying jellyfish in the sky and nobody knows what it is or what it's doing. And honestly, her speech was just incredible. And um, I, I was just kind of taken aback by, you know, the we must choose peace for we have arrived at the dawn of a new era and are witness to an event unlike anything else in the history of our species. And as she's saying that, this like ominous music is playing and the ring is forming. And I, I mean, I got a thrill when I saw the ring in stable orbit outside of, you know, I like it, that was nearly right out of the book, that text that they put for mm. the ring. So yeah. I was just super stoked by the whole scene and seeing her looking like a queen, like a savior, um, with the lighting and the, the, 
the decoration of the UN logo behind her and her necklace, like, and she's giving this speech like, hey, guys, let's band together because there's something weird in the sky. I, it was like really cool to watch, especially since she like had so little overt power for the first half of the season. And now we see her back right. where she belongs. And now she's the bobblehead, but she's not going to be a bobblehead for anyone because she's too smart. And I'm proud of her. I have to wonder if Sheree went to the writers and say, how, how many more episodes are you going to use me on this piece? I need a break. Just like, give me a little <laughs> script to read in front of a teleprompter. And then like, let me take a vacation. Let me get out of the way. Because, I mean, we've seen a lot of Avasarala this season and, and all like mm -hmm. really, really awesome scenes. But I, I kind of saw that and I'm like, ah, this is her week off. That, that must be nice. You know, go hit the beach, you know, do some shopping, whatever. Uh, yeah, you know, it was, it, nice it was a little short though. What's that? It was a nice setup because here we have, a, in the last two seasons, everybody's fighting with each other because they want to be the powerhouse. Right. And now the ring comes along and Mr. Jellyfish turns into this beautiful thing that nobody knows what it does. Um, and she's calling everybody to just seek that peace that, Bottom line, Belters, Martians, and Earthers are humans, and we're trying to fight that bigger threat that we don't know what's on the other side. Mm, um, right. So it, it's a very important setup because throughout the whole entire episode, we still see that it doesn't matter. There are still going to be those people that hate the Martians, hate the Belters, hate the Earthers. So nothing is going to change. Mm, right, because humans um, so suck. Yeah, I mean, that, really, that's... Speak for yourself, Eric. <laughs> well, but you know, the, the thing that was, the nice thing about that whole speech was it gave us a good setting. It gave us a whole update on what's going on. And it, it didn't matter who gave the speech or how good of a speech it was. It was really more about setting the context of where we're going and, and where we're at now is in the six month time jump and gave you a place to kind of, okay, that's where we're going. That's where we're at. Right. You know, whether or not you read the books or not it did set that stage for us to get into the next half of the season. Right. And of course, now we've got this, this ring and Rob, like you said, it, it kind of, it's a little reminiscent on the surface of Stargate. And we don't know if it is a Stargate, we don't know where it goes to. We don't know what, what it does, how it operates, what, like, do you have to do something special to activate it? Um, Especially, uh, apparently, I guess you just have to take some idiot in a really small ship and and throw him at it. <laughs> you gotta go fast. I have never had the meme "gotta go fast" ever like as a good use for something, and now I do. You gotta go yeah. fast, and it and it, it turns into gel and turns on, and you turn into. Spoosh. So, <laughs> yeah, there you Wait, go. Can I, just say, can, I, can I just say, can I just interject? Yeah. Um, we're doing the Skype call to the listeners, right? And you guys are totally missing the hand gestures. The hand gestures Shannon just did when she said spoosh, just fabulous. <laughs> Absolutely fabulous. Yeah. Wait, it was second best death on this show after Shed. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought oh, I the think same exactly. Exact thing. Forever. This was way better than Shed. Oh no, since, well, since Shed, like I'm saying, <laughs> we haven't had anything as spectacular. Shed went yeah. so, head. He, this guy who lost everything. So Rob, <laughs> I want to ask you specifically. That's not what I said. Uh, the rest of us have read the books. So when we saw the ring, 
we we know a little bit about the ring already, and we're not going to discuss that here on the podcast. But for you, this was a new reveal, right? What what uh, take kind of take us through the whole story uh, plot line of the slingshotter, Lou? I know we've got. I, I was going to throw this over to you as indicated That's in the okay. show notes, but I want to throw it to Rob because for you, how did you take this in as it was happening all the way through to the end of him? <laughs> uh, for lack of a better way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'll take a stab at it. But first, can I uh, just a quick shout out, uh, Sean at Duffy Clan, dude? Stop messaging me. I'm doing a podcast. Dude. <laughs> I know, okay. right? Um, I know, right? Um, so, anyways, um, the ring. Okay, we saw the thing rising. We saw that coming. We expected that. At least I expected that. I expected that they took the ship apart. Uh, they examined it. Yep. They put together the ship. Um, that they were going to build a ring. I did not see that coming. That blew my mind. The first thing that went through my head was, okay, what, invasion troops? Uh, is this some sort of, uh, I don't know, military tactic of some sort? Blah, blah, blah. Um, the, uh, the, 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 the slingshot thing was totally into that. That character, the actor, was fabulous. Um, and, yeah. and honest to God, I would have, having not read the books, I would have had no idea what that was about if not for that kind of what seemed at the time a throwaway scene when um, when when Miller walked into that gambling den back on series was that on series yeah it was on series yeah. mm-hmm. um, and they were betting on that guy right I saw that thought back to him it clicked okay this makes sense right yeah um, and then I didn't quite get when I, I saw that he had changed his mind had decided to do something. I knew it had something to do with the ring, but I didn't quite understand. Okay. He's changed his trajectory. He's, he, he, I, I didn't quite get that. I didn't quite follow the, uh, the, the science of that or, or uh, what that all meant. Yeah. Um, but then it obviously became clear as time went on. And can I just say banana hammock, man, I, I that is just something <laughs> that's going to stick in my greatest head. greatest line of the episode. Yeah. Banana hammock had the greatest line of the episode. What, he said something? So oh, stay, he did say you something. You stay safe out there, superstar. <laughs> Please, I did saw. not catch that. I was yeah. just... <laughs> when Maneo called her the first time, he was like, I'm going to be a superstar or something. And then so she calls him like, hey, I'm sleeping with your brother. He's like, you stay safe out there, superstar. I lost it. That's, that's hilarious. That I didn't catch that either. I was I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to unsee that. That's what went through my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was definitely, definitely a thing that you cannot unsee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I uh, never gave the guy a face. He just kind of walked by the screen, kind of paused, and then kind of kept going. I'm like, yeah, okay. Apparently, guess- that's the guy who played the original Slingshotter from that scene, too. They brought him back. Are you that's serious? Space. They said it in the churn, which went online late last night. It's that same actor, but they don't show huh. his face. Otherwise, you know it's him. So they nice. just let him banana hammock across the screen. <laughs> So what you're saying is it's a it's a recycled banana hammock, basically. It's, oh. Wow. Okay, I think we I think we have our episode title. Banana hammock. Yeah. Okay. I, I've totally forgotten what I was talking about. So you know. Uh, and so then when we, I I guess I don't know exactly where you were going with it, but to just kind of skip ahead there when he does try to get through the ring. Your take on that? What when you saw what happened? I've got no words, Eric. I've got no <laughs> words. I'm sorry. I'd love to be able to. You know. 
It's, or, I wish I had I mean, the pros if it's a to poetically state you know? what it was I went through there. Um, I just, the, the effects were just freaking amazing, weren't oh, they? Man. I, I just yeah. unbelievable. I, I mean, there's, you know, the, the things like, you know, spaghetti sauce and stuff all comes to mind, but I'm, I'm not going to go there. I'm I not going to go there. What, like, how sick do you have to be to... <laughs> Think out all of the physics of like all of like how the flesh and entrails and stuff will actually end up. like whoever's job that is. Is that yeah. isn't that just a, an eye for detail though? Come on, that's not. No, it, I mean, that's that's admirable. Yeah, you know yeah, they're, I'm sure the psychiatrist actually, thinks so too. There were actually scenes <laughs> where the attention to detail was really nice. That scene, I I, yeah. I could have paused it and just stare at it for good couple minutes. You probably that, did. We know what psychotic. kind of person you are, Andrea. You, you probably did. I think Andrea did. has the same psychiatrist as the guy who did the... Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Guy's making bank. <laughs> um, and then the other scene, and it's it was such an interesting moment. There's, I think it's the Rosinante. It's moving away, and there's just silence. Yeah. And, and it's just a, a beautiful moment of just... Out of everything that's going, the music, the the belter, everything that's going on around, that moment of silence as the ship is moving through space, it's that detail that I really, really love and enjoy. Um, right. And then there are other scenes that do the same thing, but I'll mention them as we go through the episode. And it's it's tough sometimes from an audio engineering point um, to know when, well, maybe not so much engineering, but like whoever's in charge of the audio for the show, to know when to use music to to dramatic effect and when to use the absence of music for dramatic yeah. effect. I mean, that's a really tough choice to make sometimes. So, you know, um, I have to say, can I just throw this in there real quick? Yeah. Um, that uh, even having visited the site, I still have no clue. I'm still not able, able to distinguish where special effects end and where visual effects begin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it still blows me away. I, I'm honest to God. Um, when I was on this, when I was on the set, I was sitting there with Brett Culp. That guy's amazing, by the way. Can I just say? Yeah. He, he's freaking amazing. amazing. Yeah, he is. That, that, that was, that was a pleasure meeting him. Um, and I swear, I asked so many stupid questions. Is this a visual effect? Is this a, how about this? Is this a visual effect? <laughs> and you can see his eyes kind of roll up into his head. And I said, well, what about this? Is that a visual effect? Because it's it, it's just amazing. You just can't, as a layman, I, I feel you just can't tell him apart. But, you know, he should be flattered by the fact that people can't tell. I mean, that should be exactly what he's going for, right? Yeah, you would think, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. You guys should get him on. That's who you should get on. Not me. You should get Fred Cole. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, maybe we'll work on him next. No, we're again. happy to have you. In fact, I, I think uh, we're going to fire Lou here. I think we're going to space him. Oh, there he goes. Okay. I'll see you guys later. I'm out. No. Uh, that's what you get for telling me to go out there and, and get the loot box Rosinante from space myself. If you wanted to want it, be willing to it. So I, I think that what really hit me about the ring and again i kind of knew what was going on in advance but it was really cool to see it you expect that either he's going to fly through the ring and nothing's going to happen or if it is a stargate sort of apparatus it might activate and it becomes a portal somehow but to just kind of slam into a stop in in this puddle of goo and then slowly (laughs) kind of yeah I, I just I wanted to be a fly on the wall for all of the people who didn't see that coming and, and to wonder what it is. I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it, and that's one thing that was was interesting about the visuals here. And I just 
I, I just read the part in the book of Baden's Gate that, that kind of explains that even more. And they really didn't give you a good explanation for it visually, except of what we saw. But, right. you know, it stops everything except what's inside. And that's where the deceleration of the character <laughs> turning into spaghetti sauce happens. Because <laughs> um, the ship was stopped, but the contents weren't. Oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. So, that, so yeah, they show the pictures. Point. They show the pictures, and the pictures were just static. And I thought that was because they were maybe, you know, uh, glued to the wall or something. But are, are you saying it was just a, a, a just a, a well, biological? That, well, that's why the body is is destroyed because, yeah, because the body just kept the ship going. He's still in right? his straps and everything else. Oh, yeah, I mean, if you I didn't even the, think of that. Yeah, right, that's a the good ship point. was just stopped physically. Oh, but then, we're teaching him. <laughs> and that, it just it just it was so beautiful. Like Andrew said, beautiful to see that scene go there. And it just, ooh, <laughs> it makes like you think. Somebody need a psychologist. Okay. Yeah, we all do now. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> but, okay, the thought that did occur, occur to me was, okay, does the ship going through? Because the ship did go through, right? I mean, he yes. was correct, yep. but the ship went through. Is that now going to trigger something on the opposite side? That's, and, don't, and don't tell me, obviously, but, you know, that's that's what went through right. my head. So it, 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 I'll, I'll be the guy that keeps bringing up the book stuff here again, too. So I'll, I'll bring this up here. <laughs> the, this episode was so compact with so much stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. It, what, what makes me more excited about this was now we have a lot more episodes to talk about things I thought we were going to get over the next three or four yeah. episodes. So yeah, that's why I I'm really it was excited take because yeah, an eternity I to get the to stuff, some of the stuff. The stuff we got last time, this last episode, I thought was going to take about three episodes to give us. Yeah. And, and, now and, and by the way, before we say anything else, and then Andrea, I'll let you go, but nobody talk about the promo for next week. That's fine. Oh, some no. people will not have seen it. Some people will think yeah. it's big time spoiler. We're not. We're not going to talk about that in this show. It. I haven't I seen, seen it. it. Even though okay. I don't watch the promos. Okay, good. Well, like with the air during the credits at the end, if you watch it on oh, TV as off. opposed to my okay. TBR cuts off like a second into that. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. This is. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'll just say that I'm completely flabbergasted that they would include what they included in that promo. Mm -hmm. But anyway, oh, so yeah. Andrea, you were going to say. Shannon knows what I'm talking about, um, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I watched that promo several times because it's yeah. going to be lit. Oh, yeah. So, Andrea, go ahead. Um, what I was going to mention, because I do like hearing everybody else's discussions as to what they thought about the episode. They did mention that the time jump was really something that threw them off. Um, but it's very important for us to remember the, the way that time works in space and that things don't just happen it's not like driving to the grocery store or driving to another city or right. flying to another city. It takes a lot of time right. and having Anna be where she's at, having Naomi be where she's at, her ranking, having drummer, having all these characters come into play. It takes time. And that's something that, although the show doesn't always say to our face, it's something that needs to be acknowledged and remembered that, we saw it with the slingshot dude that he was taking those trips and stuff like that. And all of a sudden you see him with a beard. Right. Those little subtleties are very important for everybody to start paying attention to. Because again, like I said, from the very beginning, the show doesn't hold your hand in a lot of the things that it does. And you have Ooh, to so pick true. them up. Yeah. Um, you have to pick them up and you have to be able to pay attention to it. I, would say that if you watch it the first time, do it for the thrill of it, for the excitement of not knowing what's going to happen. And 
watch it again because you will miss some stuff. Absolutely. You will definitely miss some stuff. We miss stuff. Um, I mean, I, I have to say, I, I, Shannon takes more meticulous notes on these episodes than any of us. I and have Shannon, like you catch stuff. Notes. Yeah, you. <laughs> but here's the um, thing, though. I, I don't like shows that hold your hand, but as a media consumer, I've become so accustomed to it that I don't often look beyond to see things anymore. And I do think about The Expanse when I'm watching it, but I don't think about all of it. There's always something I miss. Well, it brings back last week's episode where Holden knows that Naomi's going to leave. And then this week's episode, everybody was like, wait, why did she leave? You were all staring at something else and didn't catch oh, what Holden was saying. Oh, that is so not true. They're all looking <laughs> at him. <laughs> you were looking at his pets. Don't lie. I was so busy. Tweeting. No, no, we oh weren't. Oh, my God. Can you believe that just happened? So this live viewing thing, I'm totally for it. And it's a, it's a heck of a lot of fun doing the live tweet thing. Yeah, but I got to be honest, man. When you're tweeting, right? You're like, you're not wait, watching. Wait, right. what just happened? What? What? So that's what's happening. I, and, I, and I absolutely agree. You have to watch it more than once. Yeah. Uh, when I watched the second time going through the first two seasons, the thing that stood out for me the most is just how freaking hilarious Amos's lines are. Yeah. He, he's got some <laughs> of the best lines. He really yeah. does. So, no, I, I'm, I'm going to have to say, nope, nope. It was all about the uh, the tweet. That's why I missed the sure. end. That's oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> and I love Dominique Tipper's tweet the next day that, yeah, you know, you're doing something right. If the, 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 the first thing, wait, if they're not talking about your arse the next day, that was, that was very amusing. <laughs> uh, where were we now? I, that yes, scene yeah, came up and now the entire up. show no, just sorry. got. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Andrea. Well, now you that had we to go there. Discussed, we discussed Holden and his abs. Maybe we can talk about the Rossinante crew. All right. That was pretty interesting. I'm so ready. As a film student, yo, this every sequence was hilarious to me. Bring it. Let's go. So I wanna I wanna use uh so during the slingshot scene, we find out that Holden is going to the ring in the most hilarious moment of the episode, in my opinion, after the banana hammock, which is you know, on his news screen it says. James Holden to visit the ring and Maneo's whole head and his eyes just roll backwards like this guy again. And now he has declared a hero of the belt because he brought Jules Pierre Mal to justice. So now all of a sudden he's on the news everywhere and everyone hates him. So here we are, we get to the Rossi and they are uh, accompanied by a documentary crew led by Monica Stewart. And to me, the funniest moment of that first scene on the Rossi is that he's literally walking and she's filming him. And she doesn't like his reaction, which is, wow, you're really stealthy. And she's like, can we just do that again? And it's a documentary. And she just asked this man to walk to a ladder again. And he right. did it, which I thought was very funny. Like, well, it was like, yeah, and I with guess. the same exact like visual, <laughs> uh, like facial expression and yeah. facial response. Yeah. <laughs> he just, uh, and you know, to be honest, if 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 Sad Holden gives a snarky Holden, which I've been waiting for for a long time, I'm willing to let Holden be sad because my God, the donut line, um, like he was just really sassy with Monica, and I really appreciated that because in the you know, in the books, Holden's a very sassy person, you know, yeah. he will sass you like 
not well because he's a little awkward. Like he's not very good at it. So, you know, the bit where she's like, well, how do you feel about the ring? He's like, I don't know. It makes me want a donut. Um, which <laughs> Amos, uh, that was so funny. And Amos laughing in the background was what made it. And also near the end when she's trying to push his buttons and he's just like, um, okay. Yeah. I'm not going to do this. So I'm just going to go. Is that cool with you? I'll see you later. And she's like, no hard feelings. Just like, not yet. Like, <laughs> honestly, he makes a very, you, you find it's very clear to, to the audience very quickly that the Rossi crew doesn't want them there, but right. it turns out the Rossi crew is facing some legal trouble. They're being sued by Mars for the Rossinante. So um, Monica uses that to get onto their ship because she wants to go to the ring and she wants to study the heroes. And it causes some very interesting drama with some of our favorite characters like Amos. Um, so there was a lot to unpack there, but I really loved the use of the camera. And I loved that they, they I've heard it was very hard for them to not look, to, to look into the camera because they're used to being told not to look into the right. camera. Yeah. And that would make some sense. of the most powerful moments were when they looked in the camera, when Holden was asked about Naomi and his eyes flicked to the camera and then looked away. Or when Amos is purposefully trying to eat his food rather than look into the camera. Meanwhile, Kat, um, Alex is just like, yes, come hear my stories. Look at my dinner. I would love to be on your camera. Like, you know, it was just very fun watching like these characters react, but See, that's what Amos we need. We need a spinoff that's basically like The Office. The Office is like in the Expanse universe, right? Wouldn't yeah. that be awesome? I think they would be closer to Brooklyn Nine-Nine than The Office. <laughs> well, they strike me more as Brooklyn Nine-Nine characters. But well. yeah, uh, we learned a lot about Amos in this episode. Yeah. Or we, we think we did. I, I love the way he shut down the advances. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, and it wasn't what I appreciate as someone who doesn't necessarily, you know, fall into the the quote unquote standard, what people think is the standard sexuality of the world. um, Seeing a male character who's like a tough guy um, turn down an advance by not saying, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not gay." Right. Boy, was that refreshing as hell. It wasn't. Not. It wasn't that. It's like. I don't have sex with people on the Rossi. I right. get off the ship for that. And I so appreciated that as someone who is like so used to the, you know, either uh, I don't like labels or uh, no, I'm not like that. Ugh, I, ugh, like it's the most horrible thing you could think of. That was so refreshing. And I really appreciate the writers for having that moment. I appreciate Wes for playing it so well. It made it's, just, it, it's nice. Yeah. It made it more organic. It wasn't about yeah. making a statement. It was just something that, you know, the whole situation was just naturally there. And that's how he responded. Just, no, I'm not interested because I'm not interested. You know, can I interject? Yeah. Just real quick. Uh, two thoughts. Uh, didn't, wasn't there kind of a callback to that in, um, on series when, uh, that hilarious scene when he was sitting with Alex in the bar. Yeah. Right before. Oh, yeah, he, on Tycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right before he, yep. oh, it was on Tycho. Thank you. Right before he yeah, paid yeah. someone to sit there and, and, and listen to his, 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 his BS. Um, that was hilarious, but wasn't the implication there that he knew a little bit more than, <laughs> than, than we had perhaps uh, accepted about what it was like to be a sex worker. Right. Yeah, wasn't and, that yeah, influence yeah. there? Yeah. It, it, and in the, season one too, 
he was hit on by a guy and his reaction wasn't no go away it was hey do you they treat you okay here like i, I don't want to have sex with you but like are you good are they good right. to you like they've kind of implied that he his sexuality is in one way or the other it isn't he has sex with who he wants to when he wants to that jazz but he's always very conscious of sex workers and very much making sure they're paid and treated well. So him making it clear that he pays for sex was like, it seemed like he was that he was familiar with that, uh, what goes on in that arena. And he was cool with it. That, that Mm. was the implication. Uh, the flip side of that, if if I may, was was the fact that the first you had oh I can't remember her name um, Anna Banana right is that what Anna Banana Hopkins is it Hopkins oh yeah Anna Hopkins yeah yeah um, I'm I'm thinking of her I'm thinking of her Twitter handle um, at first she put the moves on him and then the blind camera guy put the moves on him and and and, and as as Shannon knows my immediate thought was what exactly kind of channel is this. <laughs> that they're both willing to go to this extent to get the story. I mean, yeah. is this like you know the is this like the what what is the twenty five hundred version of the Playboy Channel? I mean, it, it was that was a bit unexpected as someone who hasn't read the books and had no context. I, I thought it was unexpected too. I guess it's just how desperate are you for the story? It, it, <laughs> sure, you know, sure. Yeah, you know, I I thought the more telling scene though with Amos was when he was eating and they were interviewing him. Mm. And, you know, he, he was, that was classic yeah. prisoner mentality. He has arms around his plates and he's just shoveling the food in. And, you know, I was like, okay, so, so now we're, we're getting more about every character just from observing how they're reacting to being interviewed and how they're, and how they're reacting to their backstories coming out. And I thought that was, that was a great way to do it. Yeah. And, and his body language is always, mm. it always impresses me when you're able to deliver a performance like that beyond just the dialogue. Oh, and we yeah. get that all the time with Amos. And like you said, Lou, I mean, he, that's kind of a defensive uh, territorial posture when, you, when you're sitting there hovering over your plate of food, both arms out around it, and you know, you're yep. setting up a, a perimeter around it. You're claiming yep. that space. And well, it's also that was making kind sure of, you're getting your share, and, and yeah. it's either prison or it's orphanage Absolutely. or it's you know it's that kind of uh, in the uh, military. That I mean, yep. I I used to see that too. It's and it also, but it's a metaphor too for the conversation, where he kept kind of becoming more and more guarded and guarded and guarded, and finally they just they pushed him too hard, and he's like, no, you're done. That it, it it's yeah. right stops right there. You're done. Well, that camera was done. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They poke the bear too much. Yep. Don't poke the bear. And Wes has done a phenomenal job with Amos. I like it blows my mind how I just feel like he probably needs to talk to somebody after he's done his scenes because (laughs) of just how good they are sometimes. And you do feel that tension that he has when they're interrogating him and when they're bringing up um, just oh, there's somebody else called Amos Burton. And he's like, well, that's a common name. And it's just like, what is going on here? Because then he just smashes the camera. So it's very interesting to see. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's. Crack. Yeah. I, I feel like there's so much subtlety involved in his performance and his subtlety brings so much character development in addition to what we're already getting that's inherent in the story that if you had a different actor portraying that character, it would still be interesting. You'd still get the character development, but I think there'd be a lot of subtlety that's 
maybe lost. And I mm-hmm. think that, and you know, maybe the directors are, are to credit for this as well, but I think that Wes's performance is just to be able to deliver that much through that level of subtlety all the time. I, I think that's really impressive. I, I'm probably more impressed with how much more we get out of him that's unexpected than any of the other cast on the show. And that's saying a lot because it's a phenomenal cast. So yeah. I, th- that just continues to impress me. Episode well, he, definitely, after episode. he definitely gets the best lines. He gets the most yeah. amazing lines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I love this stuff. I, uh, the stuff he comes out with is just, it's just hilarious. But, oh, oh, you guys were talking about this last episode. Am I allowed to reference last episode? Yeah, absolutely. You were talking about his d- delivery of lines, right? Um, I, it was an interview with him or, 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 or was someone, or it was either uh, Ty talking about uh, the interview, uh, not the interview, the, um, the, when they were doing the audition process with him, that everyone else that was coming in was doing the gung-ho thing that, you know, every single line, they were trying to sell it like it was, uh, what was the example you used last time, last week? Um, um, like uh, uh, an action movie, you know, um, mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger one-liner, you right. know, right before he kills the oh, bad yes. guy, right? Right. And that, and they were all trying to sell it that way. They were all trying to deliver it that way. And and Wes came in and he delivered it. He he had done done his research and he delivered it as it's no big deal. Like kill this yeah. guy. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, but you know, it doesn't affect me at all. Yeah. And that's what got him the the that's what got him the job. Yeah. I mean, it's, his stuff is great. His lines, he, I'm telling you, he is the funniest guy on the show. Why couldn't and we get people delivering sweet. one-liners like that back in the 80s? <laughs> Instead, we ended up having to trudge through all the Schwarzenegger, Bruce it Willis, was a different time. Stallone <laughs> stuff to get to this Wes finally. Is busy, Eric. He can't be in everything. He well, was like, not my problem. He was yeah, busy. He, yeah, he couldn't do 80 shows, Beth. He wasn't. Yeah, no. Yeah, but, wow. you know, speaking of last week, because I wasn't here last week, my favorite line of Amos is so far to date had to be on that guy. Mm, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I was like, yeah, OK, yep, yep. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But that I was digress. a cool moment. All right. Uh, anything else? Shannon, you got anything else on this uh, scene? Yeah. So also in that very first scene. We had a very interesting tell from Holden in that um, he's talking about what, what's the Rossi now? It is a fair contract working ship and the profits are split four ways. Yep. Which is odd because we only have three crew members. Mm-hmm. So, so Monica asks him, there's only three of you. Where's Naomi, what happened to Naomi Nagata? To which he, he pauses and he says, she's on a leave of absence. And then we get the coolest introduction so far. <laughs> Andrea, you want to take the... Uh, yeah, where are we going with this? So um, we go to what is known as the behemoth. Um, If nobody made the connection, the behemoth is the Nauvoo spiced up a little bit. Um, You can see some of the remains of the Nauvoo within the actual ship. You can see the murals that the Mormons had painted for the um for their journey or their voyage and it was really nice to have those touches even though the purpose of the ship is changing 
over the last 186 days that they've been working at it. So now we know exactly why they retrieved it and what's been going on. Um, we get to see what Naomi has been doing. And one of the interesting lines that is brought up within this episode is between Alex and Bobby when she says it's better to know what you want and who you are and that really resonates with who Naomi is right now she leaves the Rocinante because she is trying to find herself and you do see a drastic change in who she is at this moment we start hearing a little bit more of that thicker belter accent and I love that subtlety um change in color she tried to copy me um so that was very nice um we <laughs> see her new tattoos and they're flawless so the moment that you can actually see her chest i was like wow that's that's pretty nice unlike some other characters that decided to get tattoo work in this episode um <laughs> <laughs> we'll get yeah, there that was not good not we'll get good there. at all um we see drummer um, yeah. We started seeing her um, a little bit in the previous episodes, but we do see almost her snap a little bit. Um, she loses her temper a little bit. She's right now the commanding officer of the behemoth. Um, so she has a little bit more of that power and she tries to assert that power in ways that I also did not agree with. Um, and it was a, a really interesting that both Naomi and this new character that's introduced kind of see eye to eye in a, little, a lot of things. So I, I'm excited to see the interactions between drummer Naomi and um, Ashford um, because, and, and I will admit, and I wrote it down, but I'm not going to curse because I know I'm going to get beeped. But <laughs> as soon as he opened his mouth, I said, this is so effing amazing. As soon as he opened his mouth, I hated him. I just, <laughs> there was just something I just did not like about his character. And there were a lot of things when he starts fighting with the guy on the bridge. Um, and he's like, oh, I used to know him. And he was like, well, I already apologized. So are we cool? Are we cool? Uh, and I thought that was pretty interesting. So there is a lot of background in him. Luke. Yeah. Did your um, reaction to him change throughout the episode? Because I, I mean, I can see hating him when you first see me like, wow, this guy is abrasive. But what do you think of him by the end? I thought that he was reasonable. And the thing is, is okay. that throughout. I grew to Hear like the guy, out. not like him, but yeah, he. No, no, no. But like the thing is, is that drummer trying to space the, the drug dealer. It, I don't understand. Like, yeah, she's doing that of anger. She's trying to set an example and all that stuff. But I also understand his perspective on it and the one thing that i understand and, and you know when i say i like a character or i understand them it doesn't mean that oh my god this is my favorite he's a good guy blah 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 he's smart and, and that's what i like about him he's a lot so of evil people are smart <laughs> i know i am <laughs> yeah yeah no she nailed that one yeah uh, um i know the game that he's playing just by ah. his Entire That's episode. what I want to ask. That's what I want to ask. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, I, I, before I want to actually hear your thoughts, but it was really interesting that he he's not shy to admit that he wants the position that drummer want, uh, has. He's not afraid to say it, and he's trying to one up her throughout the episode. 
and trying to assert that dominance that he feels like he has over Drummer. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how these two characters with really strong personalities do clash. But now I want to. I, I want to say I'm with Rob. Like uh, the only thing he said so far in response to like, <laughs> you know, did your opinion change or anything? All he said was what? Yeah, th and that alone, I'm with hey, Rob on this. <laughs> oh, okay, here's my question. I need him. <laughs> no, no, I totally see where you're coming from. I mean, like Dawes. Dawes was a complete and total yeah. um, e but love the guy. I mean, the, the character is just fantastic. Yeah. Love the character. Um, but isn't everything he's doing, everywhere that comes out of his mouth, even when he was doing that little conversation um, towards towards the end there with um, sorry, sorry, I just got refreshments brought. Um, so everything that, even the conversation that he had with Naomi there, um, and, and knowing full well that uh, uh, they were being watched from the balcony, right, um, was so he could usurp. Is that how you pronounce that? Usurp? 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 Yep. Usurp. <laughs> there you go. I can hear from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> um, take over the, yeah. the command of that ship. Isn't that everything he's doing? Isn't that the, the entire point of everything he's doing? That's his entire plan. Yeah, and he's not shy to say that he wants what Drummer has. And I think that the way that he's playing the game, he's playing with Drummer's emotions. And I really enjoy that. I love watching it. I, It's fun. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> uh, okay. Anything else on the behemoth before we move on? Wait, are, have they outfitted that thing with guns? By the way, sorry, sorry. Uh, I don't know if they've covered anything about that. Right. The implication was that I think it was even said at some point in the episode, right, that there's there's no guns on this thing, right? But if it's supposed to be some sort of battleship, right, their their flagship. Yeah, I remember um, Naomi pointing out that it wasn't. I got the impression that she was pointing out that it wasn't designed to be outfitted with guns. I don't know if she was speaking to the current state of things or if she was talking about the intent, the purpose of the ship. So, and then when he responded to her, I don't know if he was, I, I guess I never really got clarity on whether it currently was weaponized or not. This thing has got to be huge, right? Yeah. This was supposed to be a colony ship, a generational mm -hmm. ship. We're talking hundreds of years. I've, I'd heard some sort of figures being tossed around on, on, on Twitter. I think the, I even weighed in at some point. Um, do we? Are, are we talking like this thing is 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 larger than the Donager or 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 any of those other ships that are floating about? Yeah, I, I got the impression yes. that this is like the there has never been a man-made structure even comparable to this, let alone as big. <laughs> the name. Zebu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. Yeah, so I, no, you're you're right, Rob. This is uh, I I get the impression that this is like uh, not quite the size of a moon, but that it's gargantuan. It, it's huge. Yeah. Okay, sorry. This is me wrapping my head around that thought. I, so if to outfit this thing with guns, I mean, we're talking like a dreadnought, right? It should be the most deadliest thing in the sky, right? In, in, in space, right? Isn't that what they're going for? I mean, it, I would have to think you'd have to put so, such a large quantity of guns to cover all of the different... If you have a, a tiny little starfighter, like, you know, think Star Wars or something, you can put a cannon on the front of it and you're fine. If you've got something the size of a small planet, you've got to have guns all over the place in all, all different directions, yeah. covering all of your potential blind spots. I mean... 
you'd either have to have some really massively powerful weapons or you'd have to have a large quantity of them. And that's kind of where I'm not sure how practical it would even be to weaponize this. Mm -hmm. But isn't that the implied intent? Seem to be. Yeah. Or at least at least to militarize it, even if not uh, weapon. Like you could have support ships that would provide defense and mm. attack or something like that. I mean, if you think a, a modern <clears throat> naval fleet here on Earth, an aircraft carrier doesn't have a lot of guns on it. It has a lot of ships all the way around it in 360 degree direction. And it's got aircraft on it that can be launched and, and used as weapons, but it itself isn't mm. heavily weaponized. So maybe but it's I mean, that I think sort we're of going thing. down the path in the show that this is going to be a military vessel. Right. We have the OPA Navy on board now with their new uniforms. Yeah. They look so, so. cute. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> and, I, and I know going off on a total tangent here and I, I apologize for that, but I'm just thinking, you know, do, do they even have the kind of support vessels, the kind of support ships you're talking about, Eric? Don't know. And if not, doesn't this become like the Bismarck, right? Where as soon as it gets out of space or as soon as it launches or whatever, it's going to become the prime uh, um, um, mission of every every Earther and Martian ship to just blow it out of the sky? I would think so. I, I agree with that completely. Um, I don't think they were very clear on really much about the weapon capabilities of the belt. Um, that That really seems to be something that's still kind of up in the air. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if you've got something this big and you're part of a military or a foreign power of any sort, yeah, this is your home planet. Like that's, that's what we're going to attack. If, if it comes to that, I it's think you're absolutely Death right. Star. <laughs> Don't say that word. <sighs> <sighs> All right. Um, we're coming up on the hour point here and we, we still have some more stuff to cover. It's okay. Cause we have a guest, so we can break the rules a little bit. Totally my fault. I apologize. It's all right. <laughs> we'll we'll blame it on Rob. Yeah. That, that's why we brought him here actually is to have something, somebody new to blame for things, right? <laughs> you got to do that every now and then. Tired of this. <laughs> so, um, all right, moving on the, the Thomas Prince. You guys yes. even remember what so... that is? <laughs> The Thomas Prince is where we find Anna. All so right. um, it was pretty interesting to hear a little bit of what she's been doing um, ever since the events that happened on Earth. Um, you do see that interaction with her wife. And it's like, well, you had this one thing to do and now you're heading to where that ring is. And you see that a lot of people are concerned. A lot of people are going to see what is going on. Um, I wish they would have explained a little bit more as to why she was there, other than Avasarala kind of helped me be here and I'm doing her a favor. Mm, yeah. um, they do explain it a little bit better in the books, and, and I hopefully we're able to see a little bit of Anna, book Anna more in the show. Um, but one of the things that – one of the only things that I really, really enjoyed – um, about the scenes um, in the Thomas Prince was when she's talking to um, that officer, that man, and she is being questioned about why she's there if she is a religious 
person. And she says, I came here on a ship, not the wings of an angel. I'm able to appreciate the difference. And I thought that was a very, I, I love that line. And it brings me back to when I teach biology and all that stuff. If I'm in a Catholic school, a lot of students without appreciating both sides, if I teach evolution, they're like, how can you believe in evolution? And you can, you talk about the creation story and it's appreciating the differences and being able to discuss both sides. And I thought it was a very interesting to be able to relate to what she was saying during that moment. Um, I really, really enjoyed that because you can believe in that religious aspect of it and not push away the science. Um, And I really appreciated that. And that's something that I I see. I I grew up in a very religious household. and, And as I got older, and started to get more into technology and science and stuff like that. I, I found it really interesting that people always seem to feel like it has to be one or the other. Yeah. Um, and without getting into a big religious discussion or anything like that, I know that there are a lot of people who see science as the, you know, how you look at and explain what was created. So they don't have to necessarily be mutually exclusive. And it's nice to see, I have to say that, uh, and again, without getting into anything about validating religion or, or anything like that on this show, but it's nice to see a religious character be treated respectfully instead of being treated like a joke or someone who just believes in mystical fairy tale powers and things like that. Like they're they're treating it with the same level of respect and integrity that they're treating any other belief system on the show. Yeah. So I really like that. Um, now, I want to uh, to toss this back over to Rob, because my understanding is, Rob, you got to visit the set while they were filming this scene. Is that correct? I did. I did. Um, it, actually, there's not a lot to tell, uh, <laughs> except that I was on the set um, while they were filming the uh, Wings of an Angel scene. Mm-hmm. And they filmed it over and over and over again. And they took it. And, and every time um, the, uh, the character of Anna, oh, my God, I've totally forgotten her name. Help me out, guys. Elizabeth Mitchell. Yes, thank you. Um, she would try it. She would take it from different angles and say, well, how about this angle? How about this angle? And there would just be subtle nuances that she would change. And they just filmed it over and over until they went, all right, okay, we got it. Hmm. But that, just that process, uh, the, the thought that went through my head is, oh, my God, filming is so tedious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, mean, I mean, you just yeah. think it's, I don't know, you, you show up, you roll up, and it's kind of like a party on set. That, that's what I'm going to be honest, kind of what I expected. Yeah. It, it wasn't the case. It wasn't the case. The, the, their, their discipline, their dedication, the work they put into it just to get a simple line that just like that and it's gone. And if you're not paying attention, you miss it on screen. It's just amazing. Yeah. Let me ask you this about that uh, aspect of things and the nature of that. Um, and I know different directors have different approaches, but from what you got to see with Elizabeth Mitchell scenes, was it the director kind of saying, okay, now take this and do it a little bit differently? Or was it more that they kind of put it in Elizabeth Mitchell's hands and said, okay, just try something different with it. And it was more her creation of it. Or, or is it kind of a back and forth in both ways? I, I got to be honest. I, I, I didn't hear a lot from the director. Okay. It seemed to be, but I did, uh, don't get me wrong. I, he did say, okay, how about, um, yeah. but a lot of, uh, 
the 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 large percentage of it seemed to be coming from her. Man, I love Elizabeth Mitchell so much. <laughs> I have to agree with you. Oh, she's such a great actress. She is great. I'm so jealous. I, I don't care if it was just <laughs> the same scene over and over again. I'm just I'm jealous that you got to be there on on set with Elizabeth Mitchell. So. Oh yeah, I didn't meet her. Nothing. Yeah. Just oh yeah, there she's up there. I you know, okay. and it wasn't like I, I actually saw her. Right, I just saw her. I sat next to Brett Culp, my personal friend. Great guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Your BFS. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. She doesn't know this, but, you know, <laughs> you can spread the rumor. I'm fine with that. Uh, sat there with them next to the monitor um, and just and just watched them going through this and all the little numbers. I have no idea what any of it means. I even asked, but I don't remember the answer. Um, and it was just it was it was uh, with the uh, headphones on. It was a pretty cool experience. Nice. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up our final uh, story point here. Lou, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Savage Industries tech and uh, the, the what seemed to be kind of a throwaway segment of the episode. Nobody knows these characters. Nobody knows what's going yeah. on. Brand and new uh, yeah, talk a little bit about that. Well, we, uh, there was what three, three Savage Tech people. I think it was yep. three or four. I think uh, it was but three. They, they were brand new characters to us. We had no idea what they're doing. They're they're part of this uh, you know group going out to the ring that are all doing their stuff and and they're doing you know technological stuff with the ship. They're they're doing upgrades. They're doing you know maintenance. And it seemed like nothing. If you, you know, were just watching the episode, you're like, okay, what, what is going on here? It's kind of one of these things where you, you're watching, like, okay, I know there's going to be something going on here. It's going to pay off at the end. Right. I better pay attention, you even know? though it looks boring, because later on, <laughs> right. I'm going to regret it if I don't. We see that time and time again in movies or in TV series. And, yep. and then and this did pay off at the end. I mean, there was a pretty big, big payoff at the end. Um, I mean, yeah, not spacing somebody, unfortunately, but you know, it was pretty. Yeah, you can't always get what you want. That's a big thing for me. I, I do like a good spacing every now and then. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I have like listened to every single one of these podcasts that you guys have done. I, I know you have this unhealthy affinity for for the <laughs> oh, controls. Yeah, wow. I, I. It's a bit concerning. It's a bit concerning, yes, but is. you know, I don't I want to big, make a big deal out of it because you know I, I, no I worry about my safety. Hey, I can't help it if there's no OSHA safety things on, on airlocks. I mean, there shouldn't be a way to do that. You shouldn't OSHA. be able to space them. I can't believe you brought up OSHA. That's fantastic. Yeah, it, it happens. I mean, Man. <laughs> so, you know, that's a good bit. A little bit of background here, since I know we have a lot of listeners who are new to the network coming to us through the tight beam and maybe haven't heard the other shows where we've actually explained this. Lou and I used to play uh, a MMORPG called Star Wars The Old Republic. And early on in the game, there's a mission where you go into an instance, you're, you're on this, uh, this ship, uh, just, you know, going from point A to point B and, and you're just getting passage on this larger capital ship and it becomes under attack and et cetera. So you're going through this quest line and it's revealed that there are bombs located in, in different areas. And, uh, if you want to save the engineering crew, you've only got a certain amount of time to get to these different areas, fight off the bad guys and disable the bombs. Or you can just space that whole area, but in doing so, you're also spacing the engineering crew. So what happens is you are faced with these moral dilemmas in the game uh, and you have dialogue choices. And so you have to choose whether you want to save the crew and, and try to go disable the bombs or to just space them, problem solved, and you move on. And then there's a... It was about being efficient. Come a on, way it was... to determine like which one of the players <laughs> in the group actually gets to win their version of the dialogue. Every single time Lou wanted to space the engineering crew. In fact, we would go back and replay this mission 
as we level up different characters or to go and, and farm for XP or things like that every single time. There was not a single it was, time. It was faster and more efficient. Ever. Come on. I'm all about the efficiency. <laughs> Why and, take and that the time feel to do a lot the better. long way around, disable the bomb? No, just space the crew, go through the engineering part. You know, I remember one of the engineering easier. crew saying that. No, no, don't worry about the bombs. Just space us. It's more efficient. <laughs> I remember that guy. Hey, it's it's all about the ship, right? You gotta save the and, ship and, first. And, and then you guys call me psychotic. Come on, come on. Well, are we it's wrong? A video I think we game. know exactly who's psychotic here. <laughs> yeah, half of the permanent staff on the show. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I want to hear what Shannon math. has to say on that topic. She's psychotic too. She just doesn't say it. She hides it better. <laughs> no. <laughs> She's more tactical about it. Oh. All right. Um. Yeah, so the whole Savage Industries thing, we uh, it was it had a little bit of a payoff that we saw so far, but I think we're also led to believe that there may be more to it down the road. Right. So, so we ended up the, the the sequence with these guys where you know Melba is doing something that she shouldn't be doing, and if it, what was the other guy's name? The tech, uh, the tech guy, Ren. That's thank yeah, you. that yeah, right. Um, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy <laughs> finds the explosive that she had, you know, left in in the wall panel, and she's like, "I wish you didn't find that." <laughs> well, that's what a, a killer would say, right? We wish you didn't find that bomb I planted. Yeah, and um, and she takes him out, and and you know, and this is a big tough guy. He's like, you know, I'm I, I don't want to hurt you. Right. I mean, yeah. he does, to his credit, he does a good job of trying to talk her down. So, you know, listen, you, you don't have yeah. to do this. Let's just, we'll fix it. And yep. I got you your back. Sure nobody and, ever knows. And yep. 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 I got like, a question nope. though. Where yes. was that happening? In that, in that oh, hallway. Where? Yeah. In, no, in, which in the, ship? Was a, where was the, was the, what location? I yeah, totally I had no clue. I don't know. Did they actually say what the ship they were on in the episode? It was the, I can't pronounce it. the Xiong Un. Sure. But, but, but Why did, not? did they say that? Um, in the episode? They didn't say it, but they showed the text when they went to the show. Okay, okay. Because, okay. yeah, it is the song that they were on. But I don't think, yeah. I mean, we don't have any context for it, right? Right, I mean, right, we, right. We so we don't know who that ship right. belongs to or we don't yeah. know the ship uh, They is. said it was a UN uh, resupply ship or something. Oh, okay. Right. But did the they text. say where, where it was? It's like uh, with, it's part of the flotilla. It's part okay. of, it's with okay. the Thomas Prince. Oh, okay. So, so it is. Yeah. What I missed we that. know and we don't know from the books versus the TV show, and I wasn't sure what they had mentioned or not. Okay. Yeah, it's um, it's subtitle. Whenever they show you that they go to a new location, it's under that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. See if you guys stop tweeting. Did you find it? <laughs> Man, <laughs> Andrea. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> wow. If you took I'm eight so pages of wow. <laughs> I'm with you, Rob. I didn't know like what the relevancy of the particular ship was. Um. Again, I've read the books, so I, I kind of knew what was going on story-wise, but like I, I didn't get the the context. I, I didn't get, you know, okay, is the so ship important? This, is the location important? Was it just me, or was the was was the implication from from her acting and body language, which was fantastic, by the way, uh-huh. is that she she broke a tooth, right? You know, like like mm-hmm. you know, World World War II spy, you know, style. Yeah. Released mm-hmm. some sort of uh, adrenaline type drug. Yeah. Um, yep. Beat up the guy. The drug wore off. She collapsed as well. That was it. She's done. Was that I, was that the implication? Not done as in dead. Yeah, not not but necessarily no, dead. But that's it. With and, the, yeah, that is the right, implication. Right. And, and she yeah. needs a nap. Yeah. 
She needed she a nap. Kill the man. Well, is that it? She needs she's going to blow up where she's out of the story now. We're not going to see her again. Or do you think she's still in it? Tune in to find out. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, so, like, we've read the book, so if we say yes or no, obviously that comes from the book. So, like, do you want... I I can give you a yes or no. But it's really interesting that you picked up everything that you just said. I am really happy. Yeah, I was was going to ask. Yeah. I, I was I'm worried really about how they would you. communicate the activation <laughs> of that adrenaline. Asking him, but that's great. Yeah. So they succeeded. Right. K- kind of. A little. <laughs> I mean, see, see it, it, and that's one of the things I was bringing up earlier about the fact that th- this was such a compact episode. Things were shoved in there. So much stuff. We've lost a lot of that context. We lost a lot of the backstory of what's going on. Yeah. That I'm hoping we're going to get. Well, they do have Shan- to explain what happened, so they yeah. we will get that Shannon? background. Right. Yeah. Shannon, it sounded like you got cut off. Were you trying to say something there? Well, I was wait. I I was gonna wait. Um, I think we're missing some very important body language from that scene, um, because a certain character came up in front of Melba, and she seemed to be a little suspicious about it. I think we need to pay attention to how she seems to act whenever James Holden is brought up. Well, she so that was very off. interesting. She seemed a little, yeah, they're all like joking and all that. And right. she like switched. Like I mean, a, she had the same kind of reaction that, that, um, the slingshot guy, guy did. Yeah. Oh no, no, that is not the same reaction guys. Oh, no, totally. It was totally well, it, it, on screen. Wasn't the slingshot or the whole thing with the slingshot was you're taking my, you're taking my time. You're getting my press. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. that it? Yeah. Where, much. where according to what Shannon much. is saying, yeah. it was more a case of, I hate you because of what you represent. Right. Is that what you're, there's something going on. Right. But they both had reason to hate him for reasons that we don't know. Oh, okay. and it was like, you know, right. it, she hates the guy. And it was that, that yeah, was all it was. You know. I got I mean, but I'm trying to say that Manea looked just a little irritated. Like, oh, here we go. She looks pissed. Huh. There's a difference I, in that. And, and she I didn't vocalized get that. that. Well, I, I mean, she looked pissed, but she vocalized it, and it was like, okay, she's pissed off at him. Everybody's yeah. got a reason to be pissed off at James Holden right now in the entire, <laughs> you know, solar right. system, right? Saying, I mean, everybody hates this guy. I feel, I feel like we should pay attention to that is what I'm trying to say, guys. So what you're saying is you're foreshadowing something from the books. Maybe. Yeah. Mm, Which okay. we're all trying not so to do. So that's Shannon at randomchatter.com. <laughs> <Right. laughs> all your hate or, mail. Or, or Shank Beasy on Twitter. So, oh, thank you. Oh, there you go. We so really to, need to keep To him. answer your question, Rob, um, I, I think that that pretty clearly indicates that, yes, we are going to see more of this character. Um, and I, I don't think that's a spoiler either. Cause I, I think if they're going to do something like this and having, uh, cut back to that sequence, what, like right. three times in the episode, maybe three or yeah. four times, like it's obviously going to be something that they're taking somewhere. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. What they've showed us. Yeah. Because the Melba toast gags, just, they practically write themselves. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely some puns there. So, right. I will say that the other subtlety that I really enjoyed seeing, and it really wasn't necessary, was the guy putting his flask down. We didn't need that, but the fact that they put the flask down and then he had to come and get it back. Right. It's those things. 
do we need it? No, they could have just said, oh, I forgot my flask because he's been drinking. Because yeah, we, we saw him with the flask earlier. And right. I, again, it's the tiny things that just mean the world to me because they're paying attention to these things. And I, I, I liked it. So yeah. special oh, shout see, out you know, to that flask. Oh, you see, I was thinking the other way totally, Andrew, because I was thinking that was like they spoon fed me that. I didn't need to see him put the flask down to think he's going to leave it there. Oh. I knew he was drinking, and I would have been happy with him to say, oh, I forgot my flask. Maybe sure. I can get that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to, me, to me, that was the one time I think they've actually spoon-fed something to you. I'm like, no, I would have I caught that. <laughs> I didn't you know. see that. That's interesting. I'll, I'll be I like honest. This. I didn't even pay attention to the, the flask the first time oh, around. You were, but, <laughs> but, you know, but, but it's interesting that, that Internet had different takes on that same thing, one yeah. positive, one negative. It's like, oh, okay, and I can see your point. You know, But to me, I'm like, okay, you know, I just took, took it differently. He's going to die. <laughs> See, psychotic right there. Right. Yeah. But now, you know, the one thing, well, no, we'll talk about that later on as we get. Yeah, we're, it. we're hitting about the hour and 15 minute point here. So, and I think that Shannon, who again is at an offsite location for this episode, um, cutting in and out a little bit. So we might need to to wrap it up here. Let's move into the feedback real quick. Uh, we'll let Andrea handle some of this and, and hopefully Shannon will be able to hop back and handle the rest. And if not, we'll just, we'll continue with All it. Right. So like usual, we want your feedback as to what you enjoyed about the episode. Um, so some of the responses that we got, um, were from sweet deans. I got to say introduction of all these new important characters, Monica, Ashford and Malba. I didn't expect them all in one episode and I completely agree with that. Um, Adam Sporlock, us learning and seeing Amos convey how much Prax and his daughter mean to him. I thought that was beautiful that he acknowledged that that was his best friend. Um, I, I completely agree with that one. Oh my one. God. We didn't even touch on that. Yeah. I know. Next episode. <laughs> and I wasn't expecting um, that either. Like you, you figure Amos would have just kind of, okay, he's moved on. Cause that's what he does. Yeah. And, um, what Adam Sporluck said, um, he said just, uh, he finally has a family and people that just give a, they care about him. And that's a very important thing. Um, so that was nice. Mara said, I think it had to be the Maneos all by myself moment. Um, complete <laughs> with drinking his own urine. I thought that was really funny. Um, you have Jennifer Haggins. Well, it would be too easy to say Miller, but I'm saying Miller. Remember the hat. I really enjoyed that. That was really nice. Um, MJ, the ring and its formation, drummer Naomi, parlaying with Ashford, um, and Melba and her awesomeness. Now, I don't know if Shannon is still with us. No, and unfortunately, it looks like she fell out of the call. So, okay, but so it lasted through the, almost the entire episode. Yeah. So, at least that's a good thing. I didn't space her. I was just saying that you did. I'm just saying I did uh-huh. not space her. <laughs> well, we have no proof. <laughs> well, <laughs> All right, so two more. Yep. Silver 89. That combo with Amos and Monica was pretty freaking intense. I'm always a sucker for his backstory, and I love that they really stuck to the churn um, in Baltimore and him being 15. Um, so hopefully we get a little bit more of that. Um, and then Rick said the first shot of the, com- of the completion of the ring, goosebumps. So that was 
a yeah. really awesome scene. I really enjoyed how they did that. Awesome. Now, I want to point out that uh, Shannon put this in here, and I'm sure she would probably be pointing it right now if she were still in the call. Um, we're a little bummed that we lost her. But again, we made it almost all the way through and for at a, an off-site location where you don't have uh, your normal internet connection, that, that's better than we expected. So that's good. But, but uh, she wanted to make sure that we let people know that if you want your answers featured in the show, they need to have your answers in by 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the night we record, which typically is the day after the episode airs. So the episodes air on Wednesdays, we record on Thursday nights. Yep. So any answers after that, we still wanna see them. So here's the thing, if you miss a chance to answer the question by the time we record the episode, that's okay. We, it's not like we stop watching Twitter for the next week. We still watch Twitter and we still wanna get those responses from you guys. So, you know, send them in anyway, but if you want them to appear on the podcast, they need to be in by 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. All right, so that is going to wrap up this episode of The Type Beam. We want to uh, hear what you guys think of everything that we talked about. I know we ran a little bit long, but man, we had a lot of stuff to cover. This was a big, packed episode this week. So let us know what you think. Email us at typebeam at randomchatter.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. The podcast is at The Type Beam, and be sure you include the in there. The network is at Random Chatter. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Blythe. That's E-R-I-K-B-L-Y-T-H-E. You can find Shannon on Twitter at Shank Beasy. Andrea, where can we find you? You can find me at Katz Bears. That's K-A-T-Z-B-E-A-R-Z. See, Rob, Rob, she's Canadian, so that it's the Z <laughs> thing. They don't say that's, Z up there. so That's fine. That's yeah. fine. I've traveled. I, I get it. Oh, okay. Uh, so you've, good. yeah, you know this stuff. Uh, Lou, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Lou Skywalker without the E. All right. And Rob, not just your Twitter account, and I know we covered it at the beginning of the episode, but we want to hear everywhere we can find you and your work online. Not your address. We don't want people following. <laughs> yeah, not like you know your home address or anything. But I can't give you my home phone. How about my cell? Then you guys can just just give us your social. We'll look it all up later. It's fine. <laughs> uh, my Twitter. I'm at four laugh f o r l a t h, um, and you can find my uh, my my ridiculous little web comics at uh, the w dot com. Let me do that again. The d w m one word.com, right? Hey, can I just say real quick? Yeah. Um, shout out to the Screaming Firehawks. You guys are awesome. Absolutely. Okay? I mean, uh, you guys are great. Uh, uh, Christina, uh, uh, Wencha Bandita. I mean, I've got actually 50 names written in front of me. I'd love to read them all, Go but for I know it. we've all got Read as many are as you want. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. Carlos, Belinda, and all the best coasters, and Abuse, Crystal, uh, Venture Bandita, MG, Michael J. Where are you, man? When are you coming back? Ben, Busty Shackelford, Sean, Greg, Monique, Anna, Julie, Livewire, Kaylin. God, we miss you, Kaylin. Um, uh, Mara, uh, 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 Falca, Aqua Birdie, Erica, Jet Rose, uh, Albert Epstein, Ariella Mariani. Oh, I'm not. I'm, I'm nah, don't ask me. I... <laughs> And uh, Gigi Smashley, uh, Tina, Kara uh, T. Starbuck, uh, uh, Mora, uh, Jennifer Haggis, S. Marie, Dustin, Kittle. Um, I, and that's only just a fraction. I apologize for anyone I missed, but Where you guys. Where am I on that list? Absolute. You, you're here. You're right, on, you're right here. 
Andrea. You're awesome. I love all you guys. You're fantastic. Thank you for that. I, I'm glad oh, oh, you read and, those. And a quick apology. And a quick apology to Eric and Lou. Yeah, uh -huh. the little hamster depictions I did of you guys a few months ago. Um, I apologize for that. I didn't know you guys. <laughs> you know, of all the depictions wow. I've had done of me, that, that's probably the least offensive. So I, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing to apologize for, dude. Uh, it was just hamster versions of yeah. It, it was Lou having not having not read the books, and it was Eric not having not knowing how to say Avasarala. But that's okay. It's all water under the bridge yeah. now. So let's hey, continue. You know what? Let's it, look that, forward. That's probably the most hair that Lou's had in in years. Wow. So Ouch. and I have read all that's the books multiple times. Come on. <laughs> not at that time you hadn't. <laughs> oh, I, I had. I I read all the books before yeah, we started no, the podcast. Yeah, no, he had. It was. Oh, what the horse thing? Oh, it was Chris. 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 It was Chris. Yeah, Chris hadn't. Yep. So now yeah, you owe us another one, okay? Yeah, now you have to find a new hamster. way to make fun of Lou. There was, no, it was okay. There was a third hamster. A bald hamster. You need to put yeah. a bald hamster <laughs> in there. You know, you know, it's one thing. I mean, you know, Chris, we used to do podcasts with Chris for the Expanse on, on a yep. different network. We did a different show. Yeah. But I was really hoping he was going to be here for us when we had the reveal of Miller. Oh, really? Killing back. Because Miller was his favorite character. You know, he got killed off. We're like, oh. And we didn't let on one bit that Miller would be back in some fashion. Lou, you know I have to cut all of this now. Yeah, I know. What? Uh, we yeah, can't sorry. we can't talk about that yet. It was in the episode. No, it was in the promo for the next episode. No, it was no, no, in the it was in the end of the episode. It was the end of the episode. It wasn't the promo. Sure. I don't watch Mine the promo. Mine got cut I, I off. Okay. Okay. Go I, home, I, Eric, you're drunk. <laughs> I well then what, why was that in the show notes? Because That's kind of a big it, thing to like not yeah, no, because I didn't write the show notes. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's okay. Shannon's fault. Yeah, it's Shannon's fault. Yeah. No, it's Andrea's fault because Andrea wasn't here at the beginning, so it's it's still Andrea's. Yeah, but Andrea's here now, and Shannon's not. So now it's Shannon's fault. I can okay. defend myself. I can beat you all up. Well, we'll we'll have to talk Miller uh, next week. We will, yeah. Then I my must have got cut off because I saw it in the promo for next week, but not. Nope. Okay. They wouldn't do that without showing him first. Well, Eric. that's why I was so confused when I said earlier. I couldn't believe they put that in the I promo. was upset that they had his name in the credits at the beginning of the episode. I'm like, I didn't catch that. that. They she do that. Drummed. She squealed. She was like, yep. oh, I saw his name. <laughs> and I know. I was like, oh, like, no. should, I mean, other shows have done it where they don't do that reveal in yeah. the beginning. Like, okay. Especially All like, right. uh, hey, you know, hey, Carl was not there. End credits. We're closing out the show. We're done We're done. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, people have to tune in for the next episode now <laughs> Oakland Pirate I almost forgot Oakland Pirate sorry go ahead <laughs> just in the nick of time too <laughs> you would have felt really bad if we'd stopped and and you'd oh shoot I meant to get that in there yeah right. I'm gonna listen to the show in a couple of days I'm gonna be like what they cut that all out son of a <laughs> <laughs> yeah no go ahead and do the shout outs we'll oh, just cut this out later in post yeah no go ahead go ahead <laughs> Uh, no, the way I look at it is if at this point, once we start the credits, I mean, if people like are like, oh, this is long enough. I can't listen anymore. They would have already tuned out and the people who are still around. You know, it's all good. <laughs> so. All right. This is kind of like a blooper reel, but part of the actual show. It, it, it's good <laughs> stuff. All right. So um, where were we? Uh, we got all the, the, the Twitter plugs and stuff like that. Check us out at randomchatter.com. We've got an entire network of shows there. We just launched some new shows uh, for some superhero podcasts. We've got one more superhero podcast that's about to launch probably in June. Uh, we have another Star Wars show coming up soon. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff. I should really cut back. 
I, I need to bring in some some more producers to edit some of this stuff. Uh, uh, anyway, randomchatter.com. There's lots of great podcasts here. If you're a fan of The Expanse, you'd probably be a fan of some of the other shows as well. Um, we would love it if you would spread the word and uh, leave reviews for us in iTunes or wherever you find the podcast. Even if you're listening to it through the, the network feed for Random Chatter, uh, if you could maybe hop over to the individual feed for just the type beam and leave us a quick review there, we would really appreciate it. Share us out on social media. That's a big way to help spread the word about it. And uh, just word of mouth, you know, if you're talking to somebody about The Expanse, let them know, hey, you know, there's this other podcast called The Type Beam, and they're a bunch of goofballs. Every now and then they've got a really cool guest <laughs> on, but most of the time it's just like, they're they're just goofballs. You got to check it out. That would be a big oh, wait, help. Wait, wait, was I the cool guest? Yes, you were. No, oh, you fantastic! Were I thought that was obvious. <laughs> Shannon was the guest. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna get in so much trouble. Today. You are. She's next time she's on. She's gonna be like Andrea. <clears throat> I, I don't even want to know the blood. You remember like uh, the slingshotter guy hit hitting the ring? It, yeah. We're, that's going to be me? That's going to be you. Yeah, when when Shannon's back Just on the saying. show again. Somebody has to film that, okay? Just saying. Just saying. As long as I don't have to clean it up, I don't mind the filming part of it. <laughs> Seriously, the word of mouth about the show would be a big help. Uh, another way you can help us out, too, is we have a Discord community, a pretty active one, actually. And uh, it's for the entire Random Chatter Network. If you go to randomchatter.com slash Discord, you can get into that for free. I know a lot of you already have Discord accounts through gaming or Twitch or something like that. So this is uh, another one that will be really easy for you to add. There's lots of discussion there about The Expanse and our other shows. For those of you who donate through Patreon, even if it's just $1 a month, uh, that does add up. That's a big help to us to keep the network up and running. Uh, those people actually unlock a lot more in Discord, like another 50 channels or more. Um, so if you want more information about that, head over to patreon.com slash random chatter. And there's lots of good information there. And, uh, finally to wrap things up, the music you hear in this podcast is Ursa minor by cell dweller and Asilius ascent and sounds. All trademarks are owned by their respective owners. Rob, once again, thank you so much for being a part of this episode. Hey, it was guys, a blast. It's been an absolute blast. You guys are fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Apparently he wasn't paying attention. Thanks, Rob. He called us fantastic, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> We'll have to have him back on again sometime in the future and correct that. But that's it for this week. Until next time, take care.